we're going to discuss discrimination um, in the workplace. In particular, a Gallup poll recently reported one and four black workers report discrimination at work. One in four black workers report discrimination um, at work. And um, discrimination reports are even higher among young black employees. And then we can even break that down. Well, no, we'll stay with that. One in four black workers report discrimination at work. And uh, joining us on the show to talk about, discuss discrimination, black work, is the director of the Gallup Center on Black Voices and co-host of the podcast Cultural Competence is Miss Camille Lloyd. How are you, Miss Lloyd? Welcome to the show. I am fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. I'm trying to tune up my social media. So, Miss Lloyd, when I read that, right, it's like one in four, but I heard also, I read something that also says like 38% of people experience some level of discrimination, you know, in the workplace. But um, I, I don't want to divert from the, you know, primary point of the uh, conversation, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So what does that discrimination look like, though, in particular for black employees? Is there something distinct about it? Yes. What we do, we ask a, a, a follow-on question for uh, um, participants in the study, and we ask them specifically what type of discrimination it was that they experienced in the last 12 months. And what we saw is that 75% of black workers are saying it was discrimination based yeah. on their race. Okay. And 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 how does we how does one sort of um, determine that discrimination is a product of race? So what we ask people. So when when individuals responded that they said yes, they felt they were discriminated against. We asked them, do you feel like that discrimination was based on your race, your age, your gender, family obligations, disability, religion? Uh, pregnancy, physical appearance. And so we asked basically the types of discriminations that people uh, um, uh, perceived that they experienced at work. And what we saw, we, we, we did see um, black workers saying that they experienced other types of discrimination, but overwhelmingly what we see is that two-thirds of them saying that this discrimination was based on their race. Can you break that down further for me? I mean, is it as simple? Am I just like, oh, you're black, you know, you're Hispanic, and therefore? But t- tell me, I mean, what's the root of that? How does that how does that occur? As crazy as this question sounds, I think when you, I feel like you have to go back, Ernest, to perception. If I feel like I'm not okay. um, able to do something because I'm black, then that's my reality, and so that's how I'm experiencing my work environment. So if you're saying that uh, whatever type of discrimination that is, and we do have in the study, and we'll release uh, some more details around um, that specific type of incident. We asked people in the last 30 days um, if they felt like they were treated unfairly, and then straight out just asked them to describe, briefly describe what that was. And what we are seeing is that people are describing a number of different scenarios, right? That includes micro-insults. Uh, micro assaults and 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 an invalidation of who they are, and so that number uh, for me is not very surprising. When we ask the follow up question about, you know, did you feel like that discrimination was based on your race, and for black workers to say yes, based on the 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 the, the descriptions that they are providing, on you know what they felt that untrue. 
unfair treatment was. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, at, I'm. I'm. I don't know if it's a hard question. I just don't know, right? And I'm. Mm-hmm. It may not be anything here. But I think you you did just give me something that um, I was not aware of. So to that extent, you did answer. Like when I was like, all right, well, how does race come into play? Like I'm in the workplace. Is it purely out of I don't like black people? So then race comes into play because I'm prejudiced. Then you added you gave me another one because that's the way I think about it. Right. But then you mm-hmm. just gave me another one like perception. You know, well, I mean, prejudice is in part perception or racism Mm -hmm. is more racism. Like, I just don't like black people racism as opposed to more prejudice where it's my perception of black people is skewed based upon, you know, my proximity to them or lack thereof. So perception. Mm -hmm. Right. Is there are there any Mm -hmm. others? Um, We asked people, I I think this is not surprising, Ernest, because of what we saw earlier in the summer where we asked people if they were experiencing mistreatment of any sort Mm -hmm. in their lives. And the quantification of that and showing that the amount of people who said, yes, they've been mistreated going about their everyday activities in their lives. So I'm not um, surprised that we that that this finding is occurring also in workplaces mm-hmm. is people know when they're m- being mistreated. You know when you walk into a store, for instance, and you can see the disparity in how you're treated versus how other people in the store may mm-hmm. be treated for whatever reason. So yeah. I, I I think it's it's safe to say that you know people wh- whether it's perception or not you you do know when 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 there's differential treatment or you know where where something just doesn't feel right. Do you remember MASH? MASH. How old no. are you? You're not old. Don't, don't say your age, Camille. Don't say your age. You remember, I, listen, I used to watch MASH every night at 10 o'clock. My mother, when I was in high school, my mother would be like, turn that damn TV off. And I'd turn it down real low with the fork. You know, I had the fork and the little black and white TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember uh, Radar? Like Radar knew every damn thing. Radar! Before they called me, I'm on my way, Sergeant. So what you just described is Black Dar. Black Dar is like, we just know. We just feel you looking at us different. <laughs> That's what you just said. I just wanted to give you that word. So you can use that word, Miss Lloyd. You know, black folk just got black dar in, a, in the workplace. We know when you're acting up. So um, is is racial discrimination the, um, the most uh, pronounced form of discrimination in the workplace? For black workers, it is. But we did look at it also uh, among uh, different racial and ethnic groups, and it did not come up as the primary um, experience that people reported that they were feeling when we asked, for instance, white workers or Hispanic workers. Mm. What's what's second to race other than race? What is second to race, I will tell you, is gender. Ah. So if you're a black woman... Good Lord. Or is it gender discrimination for being male? Hold on. I just concluded it was gender discrimination, like, against females. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you know the distinction there? Has are there any studies? Do you know offhand? Is the, 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 I think it would be more so women, right, for gender discrimination because the uh, environment is male-dominated. I would not make that assumption. So when we do know, what we do know is that for black males, Forty uh, percent of them uh, that said that they'd experienced discrimination in the last uh, twelve months. Forty mm-hmm. percent of them said that that discrimination was based on gender. 
so that they've experienced gender discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we look at it for, for black women, that's 52% said that they experienced gender discrimination. Oh, well. So um, we're, we need to go to break in about a minute and a half. So let's do this. How does, because I have some questions, but it'll, you know, I really want to dig into it. I don't want to start and stop. Um, mm-hmm. how, do, how does one find out more information? Um, and then on the other side of the break, we'll talk about like resources and what one does when they feel discriminated against. But how sure. can one find out more information about um, this study or what you do? They can go on um, the Gallup Center on Black Voices website at gallup.com. And this, this research initiative is a 100-year commitment to measuring and understanding the black experience in America. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for the next 100 years. And the center is really designed to address some of those limitations that have existed with research that um, try to understand the black experience tend to be cyclical or limited, where uh, we just had a conversation, Ernest, where we can break down some of those subgroup experiences. That's not very common in the industry to be able to say, okay, well, what is it for this group or that group? Because most research tends to assume that the black experience is monolithic, and then you get 1,500 uh, black respondents and says, here's what it is for all black people in America. Uh, and so um, it is our, 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 our goal at the center to be able to do this research and to allow for us to unpack the experiences at the different intersectionality among um, black Americans. All right. So if you go on gallup.com, you'll see our research and you'll be able to sign up for uh, alerts and updates. Yep. On the line with us is Miss Camille Lloyd. She's the director of the Gallup Center on Black Voices and co-host of the podcast, Cultural Competence. So download the app. Where can the podcast be found on all like iTunes? And all platforms. Yeah, yeah Podomatic, Cultural mm-hmm. Competence. I'm going to download. I'm going to certainly, I'm going to download your uh, podcast as soon as we uh, get off air. Okay. You, you, you can download my podcast too. It's called the Social Justice Hour with Attorney yes, Ernest sir. Fenton. So, um, what did, did the poll give you any insight or did it, um, lend itself to, um, how the, um, aggressions of discrimination in the workplace based upon race, um, were, um, dealt with in the workplace? So we do ask some different questions, and, 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 and these are results that we're, we're going to be releasing uh, later this week as well, which is really understanding the impact that these experiences are having on workers' ability to show up and do the best job that they can. What I will say, Ernest, that is important with these findings is being able to quantify that experience. That is so important because what we see is a disparity with how work. Uh, employees perceive their workplace. For mm-hmm. instance, we know that black employees are five times more likely to say, you know, discrimination is an issue at my workplace uh, versus uh, white workers. Mm-hmm. And so if there is that kind of fundamental disagreement on w- whether or not discrimination is an issue within the workplace, being able to quantify those experiences, and you started uh, the when you say one in four black workers say that they've experienced discrimination in the last 12 months, that's starting to now quantify those experiences. So let's move away from whether or not this is happening in workplaces or not, and now start to have conversations around how do we create more inclusive work environments so that mm-hmm. no one shows up to work and have to have uh, an experience with mistreatment or discrimination. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have any other measures beyond the one in four have experienced discrimination? We have measures around um, representation. So we did ask black workers if they see um, leaders who look like themselves Mm -hmm. and or if they work with other individuals who look like themselves and and examine the relationship on what that have, uh, those relationships on positive workplace outcomes, like feeling like you belong and feeling like you're valued. Um, And what we are seeing is that uh, diverse workplaces do have um, a positive impact on um, an employee's experience, an employee's overall engagement, satisfaction in work, and their ability to feel empowered to share their ideas uh, um, and, and, and to be themselves. Hmm. Phone in at 773-591-1690 if you have any insight or um, any questions regarding the um, study. 773-591-1690. So uh, what is the objective of the study? The objective of the study and, and, and the broader objective of the center is not to be an incubator of ideas solely, but to rather um, measure and track the experience of black Americans. So when, when it comes to to decisions that are being made, that we can amplify the voices of black Americans into those conversations by saying, here is what the experience is for us. Um, and, and, and therefore, here's where we're expecting change in our lives. And so if we're truly committed as a society to advancing equity, we need to understand where we are. And so the goal is that we will continue to measure and track these experiences for the next 100 years. So when we look back, we can say, have we made progress or not? Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to workplaces, are workplaces more inclusive or not? And so this is a measure, and the intent is we will track and quantify these experiences for the next 100 years. And if workplaces are truly getting better, we should see that reflected in our data. Mm -hmm. Is the presence of, and I may have a couple for you, okay? Is the, mm-hmm. is the presence of racial discrimination um, more apt to occur in what types of environments or in workplaces with what number of employees? Is there a particular number or, you know, size? Um, no, what we did see is uh, the trend held up when we looked at the uh, these data for this particular study across industry um, and across uh, organization size. That was a question we asked respondents is just how many, roughly how many people work at your workplace. And what we are seeing is that these trends held consistently across the board. Phone number 773-591-1690 is 773-591-1690. I would love to hear from someone. Um, who has experienced discrimination. Um, of course, if you are experiencing discrimination at a workplace, you can call in and not be you. You don't have to give us your name. You can make up a name and put a cup over the, you know, your mouth and speak or whatever <laughs> the case may be. Um, 773-591-1690. You, a- you answered the second prong because my, 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 um, I was wondering whether or not like uh, discrimination showed up more so in larger organizations as opposed to smaller ones and or within particular industries. I remember a time uh, where women and uh, uh, women were, um, well, women were um, um, making noise, if you will, or bringing to the forefront, not making noise, bringing to the forefront the fact that they felt um, um, held out of certain industries like construction. 
I think it was construction <laughs> and then it was something else. So I was wondering if there was something, you know, in terms of race. I hear black men oftentimes in the construction industry as an example, but that's a bit different because, you know, it's like the entire company. So, oh, that's another <laughs> question. How about individual discrimination as opposed to uh, institutional discrimination? Although I know I think your study is more um, prone to individual discrimination within a workplace. But did you pick up anything Correct. regarding institutional racism? Uh, no. So what we did was really just ask people what their uh, individual experiences were. Okay. All right. Seven seven three five nine one sixteen ninety. Let's go to Pastor Green. Or is it? Is it? I'm Good morning. Good morning to you and your guest. Good morning. And first, let me say, all you have to do is be ordained, because that first sermon and the first part of this uh, morning was magnificent. Oh, thank you. About thank discipline. You. And that's where my question lead in. What is the difference between equal and fair? Or, yes, equal and fair. Because if there's a rules to a workplace, and your supervisor or um, whoever, yes, your supervisor or foreman holds you to the rules. The rules say you get a 15-minute break, and he expects for you to be back in 15 minutes. But equal some or, or fair or equal, somebody else come back a minute late, and he says he don't talk to them as much as he do you as a black person and say so you're supposed to be back in 15 minutes. Is that fair that the rules be applied, but then to the other person there's, uh, you know, a little get a leeway? And then mm-hmm. what I notice is that if you walk as a victim, you usually are. If you look, see yourself as a victim, you take on this, you come in with an attitude and you know you're going to be victim or you act like you're going to be victimized before you're victimized. And then everything else spin off of that. And I'd just like to hear your comments about that. And I'll take the answer off air if that's all right. All right. Pinto. Yep. Thank you, sir. Miss Lloyd, were there any distinctions made? Um, uh, uh, were there any distinctions made in treatment, disparate treatment of uh, black employees? Um, to assist in the ultimate finding of one in four black employees uh, experience discrimination in the workplace? So we had follow-on questions about whether or not if you raised a concern. Oh, I'm sorry. um, Let's do this. Let's let's hold that question because we have to go to break, and hopefully I won't forget it so somebody remember. (laughs) Because when I return, I'm going to say, what did I say? On the line with us is Miss Camille Lloyd. She's the director of the Gallup Center on Black Voices and co-host of the podcast, Cultural Competence. I will be downloading the podcast, Cultural Competence. It's on all of platforms, all of the major platforms that uh, provide podcasts. And, Miss Lloyd, I do not want to let you go. I forgot my question like I knew I would. <laughs> and I'm not going to put that pressure on you to remember but Miss Lloyd, they failed me in here. I know it's not a form of discrimination. Like it's not an <laughs> actionable form of discrimination because discrimination is based upon race, sex, orientation, religion, right? Gender, gender. It's seven of them, I believe. <laughs> okay, so it's not actionable, Miss Lloyd. It's just personal. That he's they just discriminating against me. <laughs> that's my issue so let's that's something that I, I i was reading up on what what's what's uh what's this director of the gallup center what on black voices so what is that 
So the Spender on Black Voices is a research initiative that uh, was launched in July of 2020. And it's really a research initiative designed to address what we know are the industry limitations to the way research is done on the black experience. It's about amplifying uh, black voices into the conversations and decision-making around where change should come from towards advancing equity. Uh, black people are often a, a group of folks that were often talked about but never heard from, and it's really an effort to amplify black voices into those conversations on decision-making toward um, advancing equity. It's a 100-year commitment to track and measure our progress. Uh, it, it is our goal to establish measures so we no longer debate whether or not something is getting better or worse. We'll just go look. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Did I hear you say a 100-year commitment? Exactly, yes. Yes, sir. Wow. What other types of uh, studies um, should we expect? We have uh, six key research pillars, um, and these six key research pillars are the areas where we know the manifestation of disparities in our lives has lead to inequity, have lead to barriers and, and limited opportunities towards achieving equitable life outcomes. And so those areas are justice, health and well-being, economic opportunity, and what we talked about today, which is a study from our jobs and work research, education, and community and environment. Phenomenal. All right, Miss Lloyd, I really appreciate you staying over with us. I'll leave you alone, let you go to your day, and then we'll continue on. I'll download the podcast, all that good stuff. All right. Likewise. Thank you so all much right. for Thank having you. me, Ernest. All right. Have a nice day.